And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 166, and welcome to October. Woo! I can't believe it's already October. The past two years, and by that I mean 2021 and 2020, is like a fever dream, which is funny because, you know, most people have had fever dreams and actual fevers. Yeah, and they've not been great for most people. I hate to toot my own horn, but... 2021 seems to be like the year of change for me like we're getting a new house I got married I got a new job it's crazy I mean yeah I mean that's good like we got a new house in 2020 no 2021 well shit (laughs) we got a new house this year too like it started in 2020 because that's when we actually sold our house but the contract went through and we moved in January 2020 which we'll talk about all this like you know in our year recap stuff but yeah like not all bad things you know it's just like the whole state of the entire world yeah (laughs) that's not great like looking at the outlook for the future not exactly great you know climate change politicians covid yeah also (laughs) yeah which i'm just so tired of like i was talking to someone like fairly recently and they were vaccinated but they were like yeah, I mean, like, you know, personal choice. I get it. People don't want to get vaccinated. And I, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, nah, fuck that. You know no, what I mean? I, like, I don't get it. Not personal choice. This is not okay. Fucking yeah, get it. Like, like I know that people, you know, are like, my body, my choice. And it's like, well, can you keep that same energy alive when we're talking about, like, shit going on in Texas and stuff? You know, like. Well, it just pisses me off because you guys decide not to take this fucking vaccine and then you get sick and you're dying and you're taking up hospital beds from cancer patients and heart attacks and things that could actually really use it because you're being selfish. Car accidents. Yeah. No, fuck you. That's It's bullshit. like you trust science when it's like, oh my God, I need you to save my life right uh-huh. now in this moment. But like not when it comes to the vaccine. So it's like, pick a side and stay on it. You know? Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. And also it's kind of like, it's not just you though. Like if it's, it's like everyone else, you know, that you're affecting. It's like immunocompromised people, cancer patients, children. Children. Yeah. Like that's bullshit. You are being selfish and I don't think you have a right to do that. That's crap. If I get COVID and I'm unvaccinated, which I'm not, I'm fully vaccinated, but like if I got it and I was unvaccinated, I would probably be fine. I mean, now with Delta and all the other variants, who knows? Right. But like, as like a healthy twenty fucking eight year old, almost twenty nine year old, oh my god! I mean, I'd probably <laughs> be fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's not why I got vaccinated, you know. Right? Exactly. You did it to help other people. Exactly. And also, I have a healthy fear of ventilators. But yeah, there you go. Right? Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to be hooked up to tubes. I'll no. take the shot. Thanks. Yeah. Exactly. So, thank you for listening. <laughs> right yeah. three and a half minutes in sorry we are here to talk about <laughs> well we're gonna talk about the mummy from 1932 starring boris karloff and but i the whole, one of the reasons i was like thinking about all this is like one i can't believe it's october because this year mm-hmm. just flew by and like 2020 like barely happened and now mm-hmm. it's 2022 almost 
because I know I was thinking about like, oh my God, it's spooky season. So it's going to be Halloween and then my birthday and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then it's done. Tell me about it. I was updating our recording schedule and I was like, oh my fucking God. And then I was like, oh shit, maybe I should start thinking about what we want to do next year. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, we were just talking about like the flow for the next year and like kind of how we want to do things and like revamping the Patreon for next year. And by the way, and then like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And it's like, holy shit. Like, because mm-hmm. this is around the time when we start really looking at like what movies we want to do and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, like I just, it's hard to believe that that's now. I know. Whack. I know. But awesome because spooky season is here. Yeah. Also, like, we're trying to buy a fucking, I know y'all aren't here to listen to our personal (laughs) lives, but we're trying to buy a fucking car right now. And let me tell you how much of a disaster that is. Wait, is Brad's car done? It's, yeah, we can't wait. Can't no longer. Like, it's, uh, it's gonna. I know you guys have been putting it off for a while. It's spooky, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, he's gonna call me and be like, I'm on the side of the road. (laughs) Like, and we were going to wait, but like my husband's car is fucking dying. And then also we were like, well, the car prices have to come down eventually. And then I was, I've been reading all these things and it's like, car prices are going to be this high until like 2023. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, fuck it. You know, I might as well go buy a car for $5,000 over MSRP. So yeah, everything just sucks. Yeah, like it doesn't, absolutely. but like in the, <laughs> it, like in the world outside my world, my personal world isn't you know, that bad, but like, you know, just yeah, exactly. things I can't control. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bruh, you know, <laughs> what the fuck? But what I can control is this is the first mummy movie I've ever seen. And it's the first one ever. seen. Ever. I've never seen any of any, not the one with Brendan Fraser in it. None of them. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> I know, I know this is like your together, thing, like on your fucking projector someday. Because, I know yeah, this, not this one. I'm Sad to say I didn't see this one first, but the Brendan Fraser one was what got me into Egypt. And a lot of the notes I have are not trivia. They're are not from like IMDB trivia. They're just from me. Because I, I noticed some things and I love Egypt that much that I wanted to bring it up. So this started all this stuff. So I can't believe you didn't even see the Brendan Fraser ones. Okay, it's it's happening. We're having a movie night, an Egyptian movie night. That's fine. I'm down. <laughs> like I I mean, I'm glad this is the first one I watched just for like continuity reasons, but I know that it's, you know, like the one from, what was it? Did that come out in the nineties? I want to say like late nineties or early two thousand. I I truly don't know, Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was 99. I want to say it was like very late nineties. Like, okay. Yeah, you're right. 1999. So I know that that one's huge and I've seen like my, I I say this like a bajillion times, like at least every, I feel like every two episodes I'm like, I saw it like walking in and out of my living room when my dad Mm -hmm. was watching it. Like I've I feel like I have bits and pieces of like a scene or two, but I know for a fact I've never seen any mummy movie. When I was looking to watch the mummy, I rented it on Amazon prime. And when you put in the mummy, there's like a scroll of pages Mm -hmm for mummy like the mummy or the mummy returns or like even from the 30s on like they started them in the 30s and they just keep going (laughs) to present so i mean because it's a universal monster right exactly like it's a big deal plus boris karloff and yeah and it's like having a billion vampire movies like mummies are creepy now because of this so let's just keep going with it yeah, this was not at all what I expected, though. Mm-hmm. Like, this almost was like a vampire movie. Yeah, this was basically Dracula. 
Yeah, exactly. I kind of expected it to be like, I know the 1999 one would not be like this, but I kind of expected this one, especially from the thirties. And you know, it's got like campy vibes to be very like, is still in the wraps and Mm -hmm. coming up and all that stuff. But it, you know, when he was basically brought back from the dead, from this curse on this scroll, which is the premise here Mm -hmm. because they dug him up and he just starts walking around like a normal person. I was like, Oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be, which is not a bad thing. I just, it was just different than what I thought. And he's, basically come to look for his long lost love from centuries ago who has been reincarnated into this modern day woman Mm -hmm. who just also happens to be in Egypt even though she's not from well she's like half Egyptian yeah very white but half Egyptian (laughs) but they're all white all the actors now are like in this era are white and they put them in blackface which exactly but you know even Boris Karloff like (laughs) Yeah, at least he's covered in mummy stuff most of the time right right you know it's one of those things where if you're watching kind of like when we talked about king kong it's like you just kind of have to Mm -hmm. watch it understand and move on because this was the 30s so we still had all of segregation in the civil rights movements to get through you know right exactly and in this movie so i mean it doesn't give anything away it's just names you can read that in the thing but in this one his name is ardith bay or Boris Karloff, when he's not the mummy anymore. His name is Ardith Bay. That's what he keeps calling himself. And the mummy from the 90s, Ardith Bay is a totally different person. And our mummy is Imhotep. So there's a little bit, little differences there as well. So is the one from 1999 essentially based on this plot line? Are they all? like They are all essentially but, you know, this movie is only an hour and 16 minutes. So basically, we right. just get right to the point of him trying to get his lost love. Whereas the mummy that I fell in love with in the 90s is like an hour and a half, hour 40, something like that. So they right. have a lot more other stuff in the background, which is where action gets brought in more. Of course, yeah. Gunplay yeah. and stuff. But basically, yeah, I refuse to see the Tom Cruise one because he ruined something I love dearly. So what did he ruin? He did the new the mummy oh like he ruined the mummy yeah and it's so fucking bad it's not just him that makes it bad but i also hate tom cruise so it makes it worse it's because he's a scientologist isn't it it's because i don't think he's that great of a fucking actor and i think he just rose to the top of everything just because he's hot and i don't even think he's that hot so fuck you i'm i'm one of those people like i don't like the beatles i don't like elvis because everyone else likes them so i'm i'm just that type of person i don't like tom cruise because everybody fucking likes him so you're a hipster basically (laughs) just for the few things but yeah like i hate the beatles because everybody like fucking women would faint with them come on i like the beatles but i grew up listening to them so you know uh like they're mostly everything on their one album which was like one of their greatest hits albums so i can't say that i know everything the beatles have ever done but i know everything on like pretty much their greatest hits album which is like 20 songs so more than let it be (laughs) yeah the only thing i listen to is let it be and i listened to paul mccartney did a song with michael jackson and that's it but that's john lennon was a terrible human being absolutely that out there. beautiful song 
but a terrible, terrible woman beater. Ew, he beat her? He was a terrible human being. He was incredibly abusive, yeah. I mean, Not I to Yoko Ono. That. He had oh, people no? before her. I don't have any testaments to Yoko specifically, but like there are definitely like accounts for, yeah, he was a terrible, terrible person. He was like more of a father. Paul McCartney was more of a father to Yoko, or excuse me, to John Lennon's child than fucking Lennon was. I mean, damn, but didn't he die when he was pretty young still, like the kid? I don't know. Yeah. I just like I mean Tom Cruise isn't a great guy either. He's a fucking prick. Scientologist. Serving his, <laughs> serving his family divorce papers on Christmas. Like, you know, that's just fucking great. You're a great guy. Katie Holmes had to get the kids out. Yeah. Anyways, I do like War of the Worlds though. The remake. War of the Worlds is great. But Dakota Fanning. So it's like I have to have another actor. Like I love Interview with the Vampire, but I like Brad Pitt. So I have to have another actor that I attach to if he's in a film. He needs support. He For needs you. to get out of my line of sight, and I need something else to look at. So mm. Brad Pitt, Antonio Banderas, oh, Christian Slater. Like, that's why I watched that right there. <laughs> Your voice just went, Christian Slater. He's my man. No, I know. And the fact that he married somebody my age and had a kid with her just makes me want to cry. That's all right. Mine's been married since I've known of his existence. So yours is more heartbreaking. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, the movie, right? Yeah. We keep getting off track. <laughs> so basically, I mean, like, this is pretty simple, you know, like, yeah. he comes back and starts looking for his, like, 10 years. So he's found, and then 10 years later, like, he's found in 1921, and then he just, like, wanders off. They lose him, and they're like, oh, whoops, my bad. <laughs> and then that's that. Like, they don't tell anyone they just never go back. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then 10 years later, the, he's just part of, you know, society. And now he's just this, like, archaeologist or historian, like you said, named Ardeth Bay. And so he he comes upon this British research team. And he brings them something to be like, hey, there's this, you're going to find this tomb of this princess. And he leads them to it so that they will excavate this tomb. And after finding it, they take it to the Cairo Museum. And then Ardeth Bay is just like kind of in and out. Like he's not there when they want him to be. And then all of a sudden he shows up and like immediately. And I know that films were shorter back then and, you know, this actually had a pretty high budget, especially for the 30s. $196,000 was very high Damn. budget. Yeah, it was very, very high budget. But they, <laughs> the plot's so interesting to me because, like, they just immediately, like, or, like, pretty quickly, not immediately, but they're sketched out by him pretty quickly. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, he's a fucking mummy. Like. <laughs> yes. And, like, the love story. Like, I know we have to have a love story, but even in this, it- even like in all universal monsters they're really fast this one is ridiculously fast like all of a sudden this girl like passes out in front of a door this guy takes her home and he's like i love you and she's like oh my god you love me and like they're done it's like 15 minutes in and people are falling in love well it's because she's a damsel in distress (laughs) and it's like oh he picked her up when she passed out and now all of a sudden 
she owes her life to him, you know, it's like, right. And it oh ends up God. being at the end, like your love will bridge centuries. And it's like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. They've known each other for like 20 minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I mean, they must've been real cute. There are like a few men I can think of off the top of my head that if I woke up and saw their face, I'd be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, but also like that ruins it for me too, because you find out he's just, he's like the son of the guy who's doing these digs. And then they have to give all of the things that they find to the Egyptian museum. They're they big have, mad about it too. It, yeah. They're pissed off about it because he wants to sell the shit and make a profit. So he's a fucking prick. <laughs> So you're you're making the main guy that I'm supposed to be like, oh, my God, she's in love with him, an asshole. So no. Well, he's English. That's what they do. <laughs> oh, it makes me so mad. White people, we're good at that. We colonize and we sell we for profit. Everything. And yeah, exactly. We steal Ugh. stuff. Like most everything in the big museum in England. I know. Stolen. If this mummy hadn't been brought to life, he probably would have been burnt in a fucking unwrapping party. I guess there would be a few women, too, where I'd be like, I would also bridge centuries for you. But still, I try to think that I'm not that weak, but they, it's unfortunate because, like, I love all these, like, women in these films, but they're also, like, such a weak character. But that's just, like, uh, one of the other things of the time. You know, it's like, yeah. we are racist and we are sexist. That's right. just what we are here, you know. I always end up falling in love with the monster, though. Like, this makes me sad that he doesn't get the girl. He, he should. literally died for her. But yeah. also, it's not really her. He has to, like, yeah. use his magic to, like, put her in a spell to, like, actually make her who he wants her to be. So. Right. So I get it. I get why he can't have her. But oh my God. If somebody killed themselves for me just to bring me back in 3,000 years, oh, I'm, I'm yours forever. How romantic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I totally. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And like, also, it shows like flashbacks of him in, well, I don't know what year it said. Probably wasn't accurate, but either way. <laughs> In Egypt, right? In so Egypt, like about. ancient Egypt. Yeah. I feel like it said like, it couldn't have said this, but I feel like it said like 1700. And I was like, no, no, Definitely that not. was the United <laughs> States. Like, <laughs> But either way, I'm sure it didn't. Maybe it said 700. Maybe, maybe that's what I saw. Maybe. I don't know. But anyways, it actually showed a flashback and you never really get to see Boris Karloff as just like a a dude you know he's always mm -hmm. like even when he's like unwrapped as the mummy and walking around assimilating into society he still has these like very fine lines mm -hmm. and scarring kind of all over his body mm -hmm. from and i'm assuming the wraps right and he's like when he's doing magic he you see his face and there's that but he's got glowing eyes like it's still not a person yeah but then when you see him in ancient egypt granted he's got like a lot of eyeliner on because they're using kind of the you know they're you know they're doing the thing that they do with you know trying to make him look egyptian and and i'm not even i'm not knowledgeable enough to say if that's right or wrong i just it know he's right. white okay it helps, <laughs> uh, it helps with the reflection off the sand so they they used a lot of eyeliner egyptians were all about makeup right great you would have loved them i would have yep looked. <laughs> my mom couldn't have called me a raccoon when i was going through my phases exactly. yeah that heavy black eyeliner yeah, yeah that's them so you actually do get to see him though other than the eyeliner be, look fairly 
I mean, that's normal for me, but like fairly normal, you know, mm-hmm. and he's actually a good looking dude. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was kind of cool to see him in a role. And I know there are other roles, but I'm just talking about like these horror roles, especially these universal roles. You don't really get to see him in like he's Frankenstein or, you know, right. Like, exactly. You don't get to that see stuff that. on his face or something. Exactly. I'm thinking of another film that we've watched him in where he also was had like a, a very. We saw him in the cat people. Oh, the black cat. And okay. he, I don't think he had anything on his face, but I think he also had some dark eyeliner and stuff. Yeah. Like I, he did not look like this. Like he yeah. was very like illuminated. They also were making him the love interest, like the very like. I hate this phrase and I don't believe in this phrase, but like kind of the alpha male character, you know, mm-hmm. and they, it, it just, it looked good on him. That's all I'm trying to say. I but agree. I don't see that on Bar- Boris Karloff a lot, you know? Yeah. And I love her. Like when he, cause he has to go in and like do a seance or whatever to start bringing her spirit back to like nowadays time from ancient Egypt. And First of all, her name is Anka Sanamun, and they actually say it correctly in this movie, and that makes me so happy, instead of the 1990 version, which is Anak Sanamun, not how you say it. Anka Sanamun is actually, sorry, I'm giving you information, but she was actually Tutankhamun's sister, and then they were married and had kids, but... So they actually say her name correctly in this. And when he's starting to bring her back, this is my favorite because this had to be me. I don't know. I feel like I was in ancient Egypt sometime, right? So like my next life, I had to have been like, it's not ancient Egypt. It's just gross Cairo. And she like, she keeps saying that. It's great. Oh, that makes sense. Like I get it now. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) Like when I was watching it. With like her not being happy yeah 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 i guess um, i just i i just wasn't connecting yeah because she's like she just got pulled from ancient egypt to dirty streets of a metropolitan city the gross true true i mean because looking at cairo you'd be like enamored you know mm-hmm. it's so interesting too to see things in the 30s and see them now and like it's just I don't really know how to explain how it blows my mind that we are able to like, we were able to make film, you know, I know that wasn't a hundred years ago, but it, it almost was a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And now and see this is, I'm, I'm also not trying to be totally depressing. I know we started out mm-hmm. that way, but like how much change and damage we've done in 90 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean- cause if you went to that same area, it'd be mm-hmm. totally different. Well, I mean, part of the Egypt love and her heartbreak follows me through the movie because even for her, when she she's looking out at the pyramids in the beginning and she is like enamored with them because they're gorgeous. And then she looks down at Cairo and the building that she looks at is a mosque that they actually stole the limestone from the Great Pyramid to build this mosque. So they literally tore down her ancient Egypt to build this thing. Mm. So she's literally watching the decay of her world right there. Yeah. Like, and I I know 100 years is a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not, especially when you look at the United States has only been around for, you know, 
two centuries and some change, you know? Right. So can you imagine 3,000 years? Yeah. So I know that a lot happens in 100 years, but going from like when this was filmed to and being able to see 100 years ago on film, I think just blows mm-hmm. my mind. I think I that's think it's what gorgeous. Like, I love yeah. it. Especially because it remastered, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. It and really so does. when you think about like being able to see what they were doing, you know, 90 years ago, 80 years ago, you know, 70, 50, whatever, how many, you know, decades and decades and decades ago on film, it just blows my mind. So I'm always enamored, no matter what the film is, no matter what my personal thoughts are on the film, I'm always just so enamored by these classic films whether they be Mm -hmm. horror or not but usually I just watch classical horror films they just keep my interest better but it's just they they've set a certain mood and I don't Mm -hmm. really know how to like you know when you watch a movie that like profoundly affects you I'm not saying this puts Mm -hmm. me in like a deep mood or anything but it's just kind of hard to shake that like atmosphere off you know very special thing like I can go oh I just want to pop a movie on but there are those days where I'm like I want to watch Frankenstein or Dracula or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde like those black and white 1930s movies are just so special ever since we watched Wolfman that has been my go-to for when Mm. I specifically decorate for Halloween yeah I love that and I don't even like werewolf movies typically I say that and then I watch a werewolf movie and I'm like that was really good Um, but like (laughs) you know like I don't that's usually not one of my like go-to genres that I want to watch but that's like it just gives you like those like those transportive I don't even know if that's a word but like it's like nostalgic, but for a time you never even lived. Yeah. And I wouldn't even want to live. Like, I I mm-hmm. do believe that we currently, given everything that's going on, but as far as like technology and advancement and medical, the medical field and everything that we have right now, every year that we advance is the best year to be alive, except for the damage we're doing to the planet. But I just mean with the amenities that we have mm-hmm. and the, you know, luxuries that we live every day in these first world countries, but like, so I'm not nostalgic for a time I didn't live because do I want to be around for racism, sexism, all that shit? No, not that racism and sexism don't exist now, but you know what I mean? Right. You know, having to fight for my right to vote and uh, having to, you know, f- see real and in front of me segregation and things like that. Like, even though it doesn't affect me, like, and having to fight for my right as a queer person, like, no, I don't want to, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. just that those classic innovations that they were making that we now get to like see it. And it's, it's just so profound to me sometimes like watching it, you know? Yeah. But also we sometimes get to see some, you know, very messed up things that they did. Like my example here is, you know, God, it just hurt my heart. They find this ancient scroll. Like Amanda said, that's the premise of the fucking movie. And this guy who is on this dig looking for these things, he loves Egypt. He loves all of this stuff. He's enamored by it. And he touches the fucking thing. And all he does is wipes his hands on his fucking shirt. That's it. Like your your shirt is just as fucking dirty as your hands. Don't touch the ancient scroll. Right. But they didn't. I mean, I'm sure they probably knew, but they were like, eh, it's fine back then. This is ours now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All the things that we've probably lost. Oh yeah. All the things that we've lost to conquests and 
you know, people that weren't even looking and just found stuff and threw them somewhere or sold them or traded Mm -hmm. them and, you know. Had no idea what they had. The carelessness. Yeah, absolutely. Unwrapping parties. (sighs) Yeah, that's gross. Yep. Yeah. So basically towards the, like we've talked about, he's just here for his love and he gets her alone and he has this pull to her. It's it's very Dracula-esque because mm-hmm. he's like magically luring her with like this like trance he puts her in. He's in one place and she's in a completely different place and he keeps putting her in this trance and she's like, I have to go to him. I have to go to him. I have to go to him. And finally she does. And when she gets there, he's like, okay, now that you're here, you're technically still somebody else. Right. So we have to fix that. Yeah. And by doing that, or like to fix that, we basically have to murk you. Yeah. Kind of kind of got to kill you a little bit, and then she freaks the fuck out. I mean, fair. I mean, I guess fair, but at the same time, he loves you so much, and he's even like, it's just a little bit of pain, and I'm, I'd be like, okay, okay, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he just... He needs to mummify her. Yeah. Which he did it. He literally says that. He's like, I did it alive. You know, I think the only thing that I would freak out about is like the way of death is by stabbing. And like, yeah, that's got to like hurt real bad. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. Like he probably does not know how to use a gun. And I don't know what other fast things they had back then. Also, she has to come back. So if you shoot her, is she just going to have like a giant hole in her chest or wherever? Yeah. Well, we don't have a gun anyway, so. Right, exactly. But he he doesn't get that far because they come in and rescue her, just like in Dracula. And she remembers, actually, like, they don't rescue her. They get there, but she actually saves herself. I guess, yeah, sort with of. with a female goddess. That's right. That's right. Right. She remembers her ancestral past life and prays to the goddess Isis to come to her aid. She basically says, like, I was part of you or something like that. Like, I was a, what would you call that? Like a. She was a daughter like of a priestess Isis. or something? Yeah, okay, she was okay. a priestess. And the statue of Isis raises its arm And, like, fucks up the scroll that brought the mummy back. And this takes away his power and his immortality. And he crumbles to dust. And then the the men get there. And while the scroll continues to burn and she falls into the man she's known for 20 minutes arms. (laughs) Yep. And that love brings her back. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, the plot there. So Yeah, that's, that's it. My two little Egyptian things right in the beginning of the film, they show a tomb that they're working at finding the mummy. That's Hatshepsut's tomb. That's her mortuary temple. And she's my girl. Like, she's literally my username on everything. Hatshepsut was an amazing queen of Egypt. That was, like, one of the first things I knew about you. Like, just, like, a fun fact. And not just that, but just, like, that you were, like, enamored with Egypt. Oh love Egypt so much I was definitely Egyptian in a past life like I know it I lived there and also when they find Ankhesenamun's when they find her mummy 
they put it in the paper and this just made me laugh just because I know things about Egypt and the statues that they put in the paper to show that they found her the sarcophagus was Tut's and the statue that they found was Hatshepsut's so they didn't even try like they I mean I guess they didn't find Ankhesenamun for probably after this would probably be when they actually found her mortuary temple so maybe they didn't have her stuff but I feel like you could have gotten other statues come on I mean most people probably wouldn't know I know it's just (laughs) me but you were like come on it was it was really cool to see that stuff especially because like I said Hatshepsut is my girl Uh, I was so happy to see her temple I freaked out I was like oh my god you've seen this before or no I have okay I I was probably 14 when I saw it so it's been a long time Oh, so you got to like relive all of it, basically. Mm-hmm. Watch yeah. it for the first time as an adult. Yeah, and better because there were things that I thought I remembered, like scenes that I was like, I remember him being like in a suit or something. It was real lame and there were cars around and that none of that happened. So I was like, thank God. I wonder what movie you were thinking of. I know. I'm wondering if maybe there's i'm sure there's probably like the son of the mummy or something some they universal kept doing that they didn't do sequels but they did like so i was reading about it because i saw when i pulled up amazon prime and went to go rent it they didn't have sequels so i was reading about what they did and it was like it was what they said was it was basically reimagined the mummy's hand the mummy's mm. tomb the mummy's ghost the mummy's curse and then Abbott and Costello meet them. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, they didn't make like a true sequel, but they did do other types of things. Like Lon Chaney Jr. did one. Yeah. I might have just seen one of those and I'm thinking of that or God knows. Like I, it was, I started watching this when I watched Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and Dracula. And when I got into the hundred scariest movie moments on Bravo that I've told you guys a billion times that I was probably like 14 15 and I just went through like all of them so and once I did that I started delving into more black and white so who knows I saw I've seen a lot of weird stuff that I'll never even remember what I saw yeah until you see it again you're like, uh-huh. oh, and be like oh my god that's what that was mm-hmm. got it yeah I mean so this movie obviously like it's really hard to like not classic movies like this for flaws because Mm -hmm. they were innovative and there weren't even that many films to go off of. Of course there were plays and things like that. So, but I mean, I think as far as like the universal monster movies, this is one of the weaker ones in my opinion. Definitely. Just because like it very clearly is Dracula. Yes, like fully on. If they were named Mina and all of this stuff, I wouldn't be surprised. And like, then here's the script. Do it again. Yeah, and like Boris Karloff does a great job. I'm not saying that he doesn't. The acting is well done. Mm-hmm. It looks great. The costume department did a good job. You know, like mm-hmm. all of these things. It was a very grand, you know, grandiose film. But you know. As far as, like, all of the Universal Monster movies I've seen, like, even Creature of the Black Lagoon, like, they were all so unique in their own right. And this one, I just didn't feel like held that same uniqueness about it. So it's not one that I would personally, like, revisit if I was going to watch, like, an older film. I would definitely go for, you know, Frankenstein or Wolfman or something like that. 
So this one for me would probably get a three, but that's again, like I still appreciated it and I still enjoyed watching it, especially because when you watch these, you're only spending about an hour of your time. Yeah, definitely. For me, you're you're probably right. It's probably about a middle of the road three. Like I said, I didn't even really remember what happened in this movie. So obviously it didn't like hit those buttons very well, but also, I love Egypt so much, so I kind of want to bump that to a four, especially once I figured out that they did a lot of things correct in the film way back then. So probably a four for me. On Rotten Tomatoes, this does have an 88% from critics and a 72% from audiences. So Damn. still very, very yeah. clearly well loved. So I think like for most of the classic universal monsters, we've hit the major ones on the head. Frankenstein, Wolfman, mm-hmm. Dracula, Invisible Man, Creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, now the Mummy, Hunchback. Uh, what am I missing here? Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. So I think we've hit most of them. I know there are like little one-offs and some people consider, you know, other things, universal monsters, but I think. Yeah, those two, are like the big ones. Yeah. I think those are that's that's most of them there. We've so. even done the Bride of Frankenstein, so we have the bride. Yep, we have the bride. Yeah. Look so. at us go. Woo! I think that rounded us out. We're pretty well rounded after hundred years of horror, <laughs> man. Right. I do have to. I can't remember. So this was nineteen thirty-two. What was our movie for nineteen thirty-two? So for nineteen thirty-two. If you guys remember, uh, well, if, if you're new here, we did 100 years of horror in 2020, and we went through every single year from 1920 to 2020, the highest rated horror film, according to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, for every year. And 1932, I was wondering what beat it out. I mean, you know, a, a 88 and a 72, that's not like the highest, but it's the mummy. It's like, okay, so what was highest rated? And there was a film called Vampire, V-A-M-P-Y-R in 1932 that beat out the mummy. And Kristen has feelings. I fell asleep in that movie. Like it was so boring. I'm upset about it. I'm not cool with it. Yeah. I mean, like it I it's that one's even difficult for me to like remember everything. That was like the documentary style, wasn't it? No, no. That was, oh no, that one was. It was the, silent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I remember Vampire now. I see the scythe and the. So that one has a 97 percent from critics and an 83 from audiences. Yeah, that one was. Yeah. So you know, uh, the Mummy almost, almost just needed some better critic reviews and it would have given it a run for its money. Okay, but let's also talk about the fact that Freaks came out in 1932. How was that not the best one of the year? Come on, people. Yeah, I did. I do really like Freaks. I mean, yeah, but it's so unique. It has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. But Vampire has more based Gross. on the averages. Fucking boring. I hate it. <laughs> well, on that note, I'll round this out here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this review of The Mummy. You can catch us on all of our social medias. Everything is The Extra Sisters Podcast. Twitter is at The Extra Sisters. And you can, of course, join us on our Patreon for some more spooky fun for the spooky season. It is the it is patreon.com slash The Extra Sisters Podcast. Yep. Happy spooky month. And next time, her curse lies deep within. Until then, stay creepy.